Hi there, it's Emma P here, your expert in getting shit done, bestselling author, coach, and mum, and we're on to episode six for the Get Shit Done Institute podcast. We have back a guest, Lynn Bailey, who was on episode two, and we're going to be talking to her today around busy mums and the three tips to buy back some time, especially for busy mums. So just quickly, Lynn, again, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into the content. Okay, well, I'm a lifestyle coach, um, mentor and mum. I'm mother of four, grandmother of nine. I've been a working mum all my life, all my uh, since I had my first child 43 years ago. So I've a lot of what I share with women now about um, you know sort of helping to find time to to get their shit done is about. Um, you know, what they can do to free up that time. And a lot of it comes from my own personal experience. I grew, I read my children with my nearest relative on either side being 3,000 miles away. I'm going back to miles because back in the 70s it was still <laughs> in miles. Um, so I didn't have family to rely on. I had to come up with other ways of how I was going to cope. And at one point I had four preschoolers, so life got a bit hectic. I had four kids in under five years, so life got a bit hectic. So you are officially the expert in getting the shit done with the kids. (laughs) (laughs) Nice one. So what tips can you share with the audience today? We'll go for three. We may go for more depending on the time. What tips can you share to get that extra time for those busy mums? And it's, it's interesting, you know, Emma, the tips I'm going to share today are very, very different to the tips I would have shared 20, 30 years ago. Mm. Uh, and it's because of the way our lifestyles have changed. And, you know, the first way, and this it's incredible, people don't realise it, the first tip I would say to people is just get a piece of paper and for one day just keep a track of where you are spending your time. And what I mean by this, maybe put the timer on on your phone. Uh, This is what I do. You know, I might set it for 30 minutes. And depending on what I'm doing in that 30 minutes, I'll write down, you know, housework. That doesn't get done very often, by the way. But, you know, (laughs) sometimes it gets written in there. It might be reading. It might be I'm a Sudoku um, fan. I'm also a... um, Candy Crush Queen. So <laughs> oh, goodness, the, the secrets are all going out now. <laughs> that's what I mean. So, you know, there's, there can be times, like this morning, I was, I was awake at um, 5 o'clock. The first half an hour was playing Candy Crush. Yeah. The second half an hour was doing Sudoku puzzles. So the first hour of my day from 5 to 6 this morning was purely me having fun doing what things I love to do. Yeah. So, you know, what I'm sort of saying, I guess where I'm coming from from that is that we have to be honest with ourselves when we start and look at what we are doing with our time currently. And the reason I say get an idea and just for one 24-hour period keep a track of what you're doing is so often we say, I don't have time, but it's not that we don't have time. It's often how we've used that time. And unless we actually become aware of how we're using it, we're never going to know that we can change it. And so having said that, once you've got a record of where you've spent it, then it will become, as I said, like for me, okay, I could have freed up an extra hour today um, by, you know, 
not doing that at five o'clock this morning, not doing my Sudoku and my Candy Crush. So it's about looking at where we're currently spending our time and looking about where we would like to be spending it. Because at the end of the day, we've all got the same number of hours. Mm-hmm. Richard Branson has the same number of hours in the day as what I do. If he can accomplish what he does in 24 hours, then what's stopping me accomplishing what I want to do in 24 hours? So that's sort of the basis of it. That first tip would be get a hold on where you're spending your time now. And then going on from that, the three places I ask busy mums to look is, number one, their phones. Mm. And I'm talking about, you know, the phones ringing and people ringing them because I find people just sort of ring people for a, to ask them a question which could have a yes or a no answer and then 10 minutes later they're still on the phone. And if you want to know where I get a lot of my, my research for now, it's with my two daughters and my two daughters-in-law. So I look at them and what they do with their time. And, um, you know, sort of they're busy mums as well. Three of them have got children already, so they're all busy mums and... I look at where they're spending their time and they do, they go, they talk on their phones. So that's number one. Give yourself, if you've got something you really want to do, if you really need to, you know, if you're studying, you want to get an assignment done, if you want to make, create something, you might be into pottery and you want to create a, a, a masterpiece, Whatever it is that, you know, that is something you really want to do, set aside an hour, put your timer on on the phone. phone. So you can use your phone to put your timer on. Put your your phone on silent and then just give yourself that one hour to focus on whatever it is you've chosen to do. You'll get so much more done in that hour than if you allow all the interruptions to come in because it's the interruptions that really get to busy mums these days And the three main ones I see are their phones, their mobile phones, their social media and their emails. And they just drown in those three. And I don't care how busy they are. I've seen it with my own daughters and daughters-in-law. You know, we're in the middle of a conversation and all of a sudden a notification will come on that there's a new Facebook message. So they've got to go on and have a look at it. And... I can get to the point where I say, would you mind just turning that off? I, you know, you and I are talking and either I'll go if you'd like me to. But <laughs> Oh, it's frustrating. Like, it is a frustration because you're in the flow of the conversation. Yeah. You, you're having the, you know, the moments of clarity or whatever that is or even talking about your day and then you can hear the ding, ding, and they're distracted. And, look, we know that social media is programming us to be attached to those hits of dopamine. It's probably another another pod- podcast yeah. episode to talk about. Yeah. But you're absolutely right, and this is one thing, even I can relate to myself being a mum too, is that's why I love getting up at five in the morning because no one is ringing me. No one is notifying me of anything. I can get my shit done super early without distraction. Yeah. But come nine o'clock... That's when I have to put the timer on and turn my phone off and, and be very mindful. And this isn't to say that being on your phone too, as coming from a mum's point of view too, it's not to say that being on your phone is the wrong thing to do. It's just the nature of our world right now, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, there's no right or wrong. It just is. 
But if we can just have that more mindfulness and more awareness, and there are apps for that, they, yeah. they'll track yeah. your, your phone usage. I've been on those and they're scary. Um, but you don't know what you don't know. And that's why I say start off with just creating that awareness. Have one day where you give yourself, you know, whether there's some app you can download onto your phone or whether there's just a piece of paper that you carry around or you put it in notes on your phone, I don't care what it is. But just, you know, for that... What did you do in that last half hour? You know, what were you doing? Were you doing this, you know? You might have been, as a mum, you play taxi 90% of the time. You know, (laughs) if you're working mum, you know, you might have been at work eight hours. Whatever it is you did, just put it down there and just, but even at work, be mindful of where you're spending your time at work. Be mindful of what you're doing in your breaks, what you're doing at lunchtime. Just create that awareness and that mindfulness about it. Because in creating that, what we, as you say, what we don't know, we can't change. Once we know where we're currently spending our time, then we have a choice. And it may be that, yes, I spend an hour a day playing games or doing puzzles. I, I like that. That's my me time. I'm going to continue to put that into my day. And that's fine. But at the end of the day, I know if I really need to find an extra hour today... I can find it between that five and six in the morning when I'm doing my puzzles. And I'm like you, I'm an early riser. And probably came about from having four small children, <laughs> although it does actually go back to pre, pre that. It goes back to my early nursing days when I have had to start early. Mm. And it um, goes back before that, goes back to my school days. I said I was a study nerd and I still am. I love learning. People used to ask me what my hobbies were and I'd say, learning. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say reading, reading, learning. So, (laughs) you know, so it probably goes back. I remember even as a kid, you know, in high school, waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning and spending two hours studying before anyone else in the house got up. So it's been with me all my life. And, but it is about what we do with our time. And as you say, you've been a, a, you know, you've been a mum, you've been a single mum. You find that by getting up and, and starting your day at five o'clock, it does give you that little bit of time before, you know, the, the household crazy wakes up before happens, yeah. your, your child <laughs> wakes up and you've got that. So to me, it would be, you know, firstly, create know where your time's going because if you don't know that, you can't. It's a bit like... And do you think a lot of it is about owning it too? Because a lot of people go, oh, no, no, I don't spend too much time on my phone. And, and we're not bagging the phone users. I'm a big phone user myself. But, oh, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that we can we can instantly jump on the, no, no, that's not, I don't do that. But you know what? Sometimes you've got to own it. And that's what I'm saying for just 24 hours, keep a own record it, yeah. because... You'd be surprised how much time you are spending on that. And I'm not saying don't do it, but I'm saying maybe allocate time, you know, allocate time to, okay, I'll spend half an hour after I've dropped the kids off at school in the morning and maybe half an hour at lunchtime and half an hour in the evening that I will go on social media and see, just see how that, Mm. how your day goes if you do that. And, and the same thing, when you've got that allocated time on social media, don't let other interruptions get in the way. Give it yeah. your undivided time, you know, yeah. so that you, you're sitting there. Two things. One, you'll get more done because you're not being interrupted. And two, you'll feel better about it because you've given yourself permission to have that time. You're not just getting to the end of the day and thinking, where's all my time gone? I've done mm. nothing. 
Because the statistics show in that when we're interrupted, if we're focused on doing something and we're interrupted, it takes 20 minutes for us to get back to the level of focus that we had before the interruption. I'd agree, for sure. So we've got statistics to prove that. So be aware of that. And that's the reason I'm saying don't do these things, but just, you know, like don't give them up, but just put them in. They're things you know you're going to do. Mm. So give them a time and a place. It's a bit like having a... You know, having a kitchen and you have your Tupperware covered there and your food covered there and something else there. You know, they say, you know, if you want to have a tidy house, you know, a place for everything and everything in its place. If you want to get the most out of your life and have be in control of what you do and when you do it, then the same thing, a time for everything and everything in its time because that's, you know... And just if I can give you an example... I've got a client and she's she's actually in the legal profession. She's got her own legal business. She's a mum, mum of a mum of three, so very busy, has had this business the whole time she's been a mum. And you know, she was sort of really pushed for time and, and she was talking about her working hours, you know, sort of how she was just always running behind all this sort of thing. And all I asked her to do was to Put a, I suggested to her that she put a message on her emails to say, thank you for your email. I checked my emails at morning and night, whatever time suited her. Um, if you need to, if it's important and you need a response before then, please ring the office. And she went away and did that. And she didn't even wait until the next session. About three days later, I got a message from her saying, oh, my goodness, Lynn, I can't believe how much time that has freed me up, not sitting there, oh, what's, what emails have come in in the last five minutes? What emails have come in in the last yeah. half hour? Yeah. She said, I do the morning and night and that's it. And she said, and because I've got that time set aside to do them, I bang, 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 I get them all sorted out. Yeah. But she said, I don't worry about it. And she said, it's just amazing how it's changed my day. Such so a, a small little tweak really isn't it yeah and and that's that's it it's not about doing massive change in any area of your life it's just those little tweaks what can you do as I said give yourself time you know to um put your phone on silent for an hour while you're doing something else it might be put your phone on silent while you're doing you're spending an hour on social media it might be put your phone on silent and, and turn your social media off while you're spending an hour with emails it's whatever's you know, wherever you want to spend your time. And as you say, there's no right or wrong. I'm not saying don't go on social media, don't read emails, don't go phone calls. And this is what I'm saying, how it's very different now to what it was 20, 30 years ago Mm. because the things that, you know, got in my way of my time when my kids were little was, as I said, number one, I had no family support, so there was a lot of running around, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of driving people here and there, um sort of no break from the kids, so I always sort of felt that I was, you know, being overwhelmed by children. Um, So the things that I was sort of saying was, and I was saying to people and putting in place myself was, you know, find a buddy, find another mum who's got at least the same number of kids you have and who's in the same position as you, who doesn't have any family around. They will be your best 
resource. Yeah. And I did that when I had when I was pregnant with my second baby and I met a woman who was in the same position. I was, I was living in a mining town, so we very few of us had family support up there. And um, she and I became friends. We both went on to have four children over the next few years, sort of almost, you know, similar times <laughs> to one another. And we had, a, we had a system in place whereby if we'd had a bad night and needed a break, we... You know, our system was our husband used to go to work about quarter to eight in the morning. So if we'd had a bad night, we'd, as soon as they went to work, we'd pile the kids in the car and drive around to the other person's house. So if she saw me in her driveway, she knew I'd had a bad night. By the time I got inside, she'd have the teapot on or the, the kettle on and the coffee in the cups, that sort of thing. We'd put the kids out in the backyard to play and or into cots, whatever, and spend half an hour just... You know, offloading to debriefing, one another, debriefing, yeah. <laughs> and then I'd go home. And in the four years that we were friends and we did that, there was only one morning in four years that we actually crossed on the way that we'd both had a bad <laughs> night. Goodness. <laughs> and we ran down the windows of the car and we said, OK, what do we do? So I remember we agreed to go back to my place <laughs> and just have a day there where we put the older yeah. kids out in the backyard, shut the door, and, the, you know, they were in the backyard, yeah. they couldn't get out. And the babies we sort of put on the floor in front of us and we sat there and drank our coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so things are very different now, though, because, yeah. you know, sort of um, a lot more women work now. I was in a minority as a working mum, whereas now stay-at-home mums are in a minority. I'm not saying stay-at-home mums don't work. I know they work. Oh, they work They hard. probably work <laughs> twice as hard as, as working mums in some instances. So, so it's about, you know, but it, it, it's just about... What applies today is so different to what applied mm. back then. So today it is so much more about technology. It's so much more about, you know, as I well, said, Well, it's kind of the same thing if you think about it. It's about connection. Yeah, So yeah, you're yeah. telling the story about your, your friend yeah. with the kids. There's a connection of the like-minded. We're yeah. both going through this together. And, in, in fact, social media does give mums oh. that if they don't have their family around and friends. Yeah, yeah. It gives them the outlet to debrief <gasps> more, than other, more than they probably should online. Yeah, yeah. But it's essentially giving them the same kind of thing but in a different way. And if anything, it opens up more, you know, channels of communication because, you know, back in the day when it was me, you know, I only had my immediate people that lived in my immediate area because we didn't know who lived even a town away. Mind you, my nearest town was 500 miles away, but, you know, the next town. But um, we... Didn't you know we we didn't have all that way of connecting, whereas now like I see you know one of my daughters has got um, a, an eleven year old with autism, and she for a lot of years she was very you know she would lock herself away, and uh, then through social media I sort of started getting her to go onto different sites of other mums whose children had autism. And she ended up, because she could go on there in the safety of her own home, she didn't have to be worrying about her child wrecking other children or other people's houses or anything. She could, you know, but she still had... And she was interacting with people who had that understanding, knew what she was going through. So it was easier for her in a lot of ways than talking to the lady next door because Mm. the lady next door didn't have a child 
who was autistic, so didn't totally understand what she was going through. So, so you know, that's, it's definitely got its place and mm. I, I wouldn't be without it. I've got so many, you know, friends on, uh, you know, like it, it's opened up so many possibilities for me at my age and, you know, I just love it. So I certainly don't. And it's the way of the future. It's certainly... Oh, we, I think so, if you're not embracing it, yeah. it's, and, yeah, you're so, going to be left behind. Yeah, <laughs> so it really is about, you know, it, you know, just... But the first thing, the first step is people have to know where they're currently spending their time yeah. before they can find out how they can do something different. Yeah. And the first three places I ask them to look is telephone, social media and emails. Yes. And set aside time for them rather than just letting them interrupt you non-stop. Love it. Yeah. Um, just before we go, um, because mums are busy and they've got a lot of demands in in many areas not just with the family these days of obviously work and things like that as well um is there a tip that you can give mums for a bit of self-care like what what would you what would be your gold nugget that you could share for mums to 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 give themselves that self-care that's desperately needed to for their sanity okay the what i would like to say to them is start to think of themselves as a refrigerator okay now if I decide I want a drink of milk and I go to the refrigerator to get it and there's no milk in there, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how many times I open the refrigerator, the milk's... I'm not going to be able to get milk out of it. Yeah. And the only way I will get milk out of my refrigerator is by getting some first and putting it in there. Then it's freely available to me. And I say the same to mums. They are so often so exhausted. They're still trying to give of themselves, give of themselves, give of themselves to their family, to their work, to their partners, to anybody and everybody around them, but they're not taking the time to fill up themselves, to fill up the refrigerator. And like the milk, we're trying really hard, but we're not... What we're giving is not quality. So, you know, it's to mums... And for a lot of us, and certainly in my era, it was selfish to put yourself first. Mm. But now I say to mums, it's selfish not to put yourself first because if you don't put yourself first, you've got an empty refrigerator. So how you put yourself first is up to you, but make sure when you're planning your day that you plan somewhere in it, even if it's only 15 minutes, and... Write it in there, write it in your diary, write it in 15 minutes and put appointment, put anything so that you can say, no, I'm sorry, I'm busy that 15 minutes. Put a sign on your door, tell the kids they're not allowed to come in if the door's shut. Plan it with your partner that they have them for 15 minutes, your next door neighbour, someone. But just give, start and give yourself that, start with 15 minutes a day and what you do in that time, you know, me, I, I love to meditate and that's always been my fallback. Um, you know, but meditate. You might want to take a bubble bath. You might want to go for a walk along the beach, as I know you love to do. You know, whatever. You might want to do some yoga. You might want to read a good book. Whatever it is that is going to regenerate you, that's what I suggest you do. As a, you know, coming from a history of being a midwife for so many years, the best bit of advice I would give to new mums is once a week, organise somebody to look after your baby for half an hour go to your local mall 
go into the newsagent, buy a trashy magazine and then go into a coffee shop and buy a cup of coffee and drink a hot cup of coffee (laughs) and read a trashy magazine. I would get so many mums call me back and say, that is the best piece of advice I have ever been given. Beautiful. So anyone listening who is either a new mum or knows a new mum coming, share that gold nugget of trashy magazine and hot coffee. Yep. In a, it's got to be away from home. Has in to a, be, yeah. In, your, in a coffee shop somewhere. <laughs> in a coffee shop. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing all of that with me today, Lee, and I'm sure we'll have you on for another episode, no doubt. And, um, yeah, we'll see you on the next episode. See ya. Bye.